Hi there. Uh, welcome to Bible Slash Chat. Kevin, hello. Hello. We're about to step on a landmine. Yeah. This should be great. <laughs> we thought it would you be helpful. <laughs> we thought it would be helpful to address a topic that um, obviously is very sensitive. So we want to be super cautious even as we talk about it. Um, and that at certain points, we might even come to like slightly different conclusions. Yeah. Um, but the reason we want to talk about it is a lot in the news, at least in our circles. Um, and the, the, the issue is the issue of Alistair Begg and some of the stuff that he said about a transgender wedding in an interview recently. Um, and so mm-hmm. what I'm going to do, maybe like we could start with just mm-hmm. the discussion of what he said and mm-hmm. then how we would address that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so first, it's a complex issue. Yeah. You know, like hindsight's twenty twenty. It's I'm really grateful to be the guy looking back. Yeah, you know? same. Because yeah. either anyone in that position is in a hard spot. Totally. Um, but what Alistair Begg was uh, asked in a Q&A uh, by an older lady, a grandmother who had a transgender grandson, uh, he was asked, uh, should I, basically like, what do I do? Do I attend the wedding? I'm invited. What do I do? Yeah. And his line of reasoning was basically saying, um, do they know like you're a Christian that you don't approve of this? Yeah. And she said, yeah, like, like that you don't countenance in any affirming way the choices that they're making yeah. with their life. Like, do they know that? She said, yes. And then he said, well, therefore, basically if that's in play, like the like she's communicated it to them. Yeah, they okay. know the 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 couple you know in the ceremony knows that she's actually in disapproval of this decision. Um, his counsel was well, then you can go, and you can you can and you should bring a gift. You yeah. Know? So it's like okay, so um, then she said, oh what you know she's kind of confused yeah, a little bit. That, yeah. And then his last comment um, that I read, and of course we're just speaking to what we see yeah. on the transcript. Um, there's more to it. He said, well, here's the thing. Your love for them may catch them off guard, but your absence will simply reinforce the fact that they said, quote, these people are what I always thought, judgmental, critical, unprepared to countenance anything. Right. End quote. So that's what he said. That was the whole issue. Um, yeah. Just to kind of put that on the table now. Yeah. So. That's good. Okay. So the, so like, like we were talking about before we started the video here. <laughs> yeah. Um, he actually sees an interesting dichotomy where he would say love and absence are opposites. Mm-hmm. So you can't be absent and still love the person, right. which right. is where we'd like maybe want to start there. Yes. Like yeah. that, that seems to be an unhelpful dichotomy. Yeah. Yeah. When just to read it, he said, well, here's the thing. There's two phrases coming up. First one is your love for them may catch them off guard. And by that, he means your presence with a CE and then your present with a T yeah. like your gift. Your showing up and your giving of a gift may catch them off guard. The second phrase is, but your absence. So he's yeah. dichotomy between love and absence. So right. love is showing up and giving a gift. Absence is not doing any, like not participating in that event. Yeah. Um, but in that, he's equating participation with countenancing this. Because right. he says, your absence will simply basically reinforce their narrative. And they said, these people are what I always thought, judgmental, critical, and unprepared to countenance anything. Right. Which means that if they understand that if you show up, you're countenancing what they're doing. Countenance right. meaning support. Yeah. So if you showed up, you'd be in support of this. And yeah. so that's what he's saying. Um, that's that's the framework understanding of what's going on. Yeah. So is it possible to love someone and not participate in this yeah. kind of thing? You know, yeah. That's the question. So that's so this this is where we would definitely disagree uh, with what Alistair Begg said. Uh, we, we would say that at the very best what the counsel he gave was unwise mm-hmm. 
uh, because uh, he, what he's actually telling them to do is countenance something, mm-hmm. which they don't agree with. Right. And that's where we would go to Romans 1, yeah. Romans one thirty two. Although they knew the ordinance of God, and here he's talking specifically even about uh, homosexual relationships. Yeah. He says, although they knew the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. Mm-hmm. So the one thing we want to avoid at all costs is to give approval to those who are practicing certain actions. Now, mm-hmm. Beg, I know, and because uh, mm-hmm. he, he actually says this, do they know that you don't approve? So he's making sure that that couple knows that they don't mm-hmm. that that, they, that he doesn't approve, which is helpful in mm-hmm. one sense because mm-hmm. that it, like his conscience is actually being clarified with them. Like this is wrong what you're doing. Right. The problem is his presence, right. even in his own language, countenances right. the activity. So that does give approval. Yeah. So there's a tacit approval, not necessarily a, a spoken approval, but a tacit approval, and not with the couple but with the group that that's present. So there's a sense in which uh, the, the the grandmother's presence or Beg's presence in that situation uh, likely gives tacit approval to a sinful action, uh, even though there there's not that that, that wasn't their in, initial intent. Yeah, it's not in their heart, but yeah. it's like, yeah, I think it's helpful to see like your your presence is a statement, you mm-hmm. know, and so like is what you're saying with your presence in harmony with what you would say with your mouth. Or maybe you know, what like, you did say with your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like is there is there mixed messaging or are we are we like fully communicating something that's honoring to the Lord? Yeah. And so it's like, yes, you can love someone and not be there. Right. But the hard part is like, yeah, move it around. You know, move move the move the issue around. It's like a, a Mormon baptism. You right. Know? It's like yeah. okay, do I countenance a Mormon baptism? Of course not. No. You know, yeah. I wouldn't it's false. I would not go and countenance that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like similar thing. Um yeah. Yeah. I mean just totally. any any sin, any sin that that's like part of the celebration. Yeah. Of like what come celebrate is. this thing. Yeah. It's like, well, I wouldn't do that. Now with um So so real quickly, yeah. now in terms of that so what we're saying is, rather than say, rather than speak disapproval and then show, yeah, show approval in a sense, speak love mm-hmm. and then show the disapproval. Like maybe a better way to approach it. Like, yeah. hey, I we love you and we're we 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 care for you very deeply actually, but we don't actually approve of what you're doing, yeah. and therefore our attendance would be unhelpful. Right. Um, I we'll go to the reception because they're fine <laughs> or whatever. I mean, we can you know we can go to whatever and like we can get together. You guys can come over to our house for dinner. That's great. Let's go get lunch. Yeah, you know? anything. Yeah. Right. I'll take you but out for your birthday. Participation yeah. in the ceremony itself is in itself giving some sort of approval, which yeah. then becomes very confusing and actually mixes the message that you spoke. Right. We're not attending. Doesn't mix the message of love that you've communicated because what you're actually saying is like, look, I love you, and what you're doing is actually unrighteous, and will yeah. ultimately result in your in your eternal death. Yeah. So we want to. I want you to see that. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. Like I think it's a good to have. It's good to have the caution of like, I don't want to say the wrong thing to you. I don't want yeah. to confuse you. You know. And um, I think a lot of like the criticism that he said the person might bring up is that you know, these they're what I always thought judgmental, critical, unprepared to countenance anything. Yeah. And knowing part of that worldview is like their definition of love would be accept me and approve of me. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And it's yeah. like, well, no doctor operates that way. Yeah, no, you know, no, no doctor is like, well, I'm just going to follow the feelings of the patient. If they yeah. feel fine, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to not tell them the truth, you know, yeah. about some bigger issue. And it's like, no, a doctor loves someone enough to tell them the truth tactfully, gently, graciously, you know, all of that. But it's like just seeing that is like, well, okay. I, I can show kindness to this person 
take them to lunch, you know, hang out with them at my house, whatever. But when approving of their sin would be part of the party, yeah, yeah. you know, when yeah. it's baked into the event, yeah, it's like, well, I, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, you know? totally. So, okay, so that so I mean, I think that's super helpful. So we would say at very best, his counsel is maybe unwise. Yeah, potentially like maybe uh, like a sin of ignorance in some yeah, sense. Yeah. If so the, yeah, if the person has a clean conscience and they're just maybe not aware yeah. of the other things the that they might be saying, yeah. you know, like with their gestures and things, it's like, well, okay, you know, yeah. let's, let's, uh, yeah, maybe call that a sin of ignorance or yeah, you know, whatever. Very unwise. Yeah. yeah, super unwise. Yeah. There's some, there's some place there where yeah. it's not good. It's not okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So then th- that being said, Alistair Begg says this, like as Christians, how should we feel toward Alistair Begg? Yeah, this is a whole other thing. And I think it's a really good um, point to bring up. I think, well, for one, he's part of his own church. You know, there's a whole complexity because he's all over the world. Yeah. Um, And I think, like, for one, his own church should be, his elders, his fellow elders should be counseling him, praying yeah. with him, caring for him, yeah. confronting him yeah. about a lack of wisdom and these kinds of things with yeah. the word, putting the word before him so that he can see what God's telling him and, and maybe um, rephrase, you know, what he would say. Yeah. Um, but also for us, I mean, like Ephesians 4 says, like, strive for the unity of the spirit and yeah. to maintain the unity <laughs> yeah. of the spirit and the bond of peace. It's like, we don't just want to torch him, you yeah. know, and, and bury him. Like, I love Alistair Begg and I wouldn't let that love paper over this issue yeah i think i can say i love the guy i'm thankful for his ministry i also really don't like what he said yeah yeah um but i read c.s lewis and c.s lewis says crazy stuff all the time <laughs> you know but it's yeah. like i'm thankful to interact with him i mean to be fair like <laughs> rc sproul in, yeah. in the way that we think about like theology his totally. infant baptism is like on yeah. a scale in one sense much greater than this because yeah. he's denying what we think the bible would teach about a very specific topic yeah and yeah and he's broadcast from the grave yeah and, you and know, we like, adore him. yeah we read his books <laughs> yeah. you know and it's like yeah. so we need to learn to be picky eaters and like yeah. and have our palates, you know, wise. But I think for caring for them, it's like, well, what? I think like if you're gonna, if Philippians two consider the needs of others more important than your own, yeah, it's like, well, what would I need if I was in his shoes? You know, he's in a really hard spot. He's a big deal. But, yeah, you know, he's got a lot of eyes on him, and now he's got a lot of angry people at him. Yeah, yeah. How would he? Well, how would I want someone to come to me? and address this with me, you yeah. know? And it's like, I would, I of course hope I'd be humble and things like that. But think about like, man, it would be great if the other big voices, you know, in yeah. the celebrity pastor world were joining the messaging of like, oh, let's hang with this guy. Let's yeah. like rescue our brother, you know, totally. and, and, and help strengthen him, you know, yeah. just like any band of brothers. Um, so I think that, that's great. I mean, and yeah. people are having their different messages and stuff, and they're going about it the way they think's right. But yeah. um, in light of Ephesians four, I'd say like, man, try to maintain that rather than just you know shoot our wounded. Yeah, totally. So, <laughs> shoot our yeah. wounded. Yeah. yeah, and also, I mean, we were talking about this actually this morning. But I, I, you know, I feel like as in in the pastoral office, you give just constant counsel. I feel like you're always answering questions, and a lot of them are like wisdom. They're tricky, and there's like they're knotted a little bit, mm. hard to understand. Some of them are, like, directly addressed in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say, like, infant baptism. Yeah, right. <laughs> Those right. kinds of issues. But then, like, others are not directly addressed in Scripture. It's not very, like, plainly obvious exactly what to do. And yet we're giving advice constantly. Yeah. But with someone like him, his, his <coughs> advice is being publicized yes. globally yeah. all the time. Like, there's almost nothing these guys can do, especially in these positions, where they're not being publicly 
uh, like recorded or yeah. quoted or whatever, which the pressure of that is wild. Number yeah. one and number two, of course he's going to make mistakes. Yeah. He's not. He's not Jesus. Yeah. So like to me, I'm like, <laughs> hey, he made a mistake. He wasn't wise. You know, should we watch for his response when for he sure. does something that isn't wise? Yeah, for sure. Like it's. I think it's important to see how he responds to that. But again, like, man, I I would I would hate to have everything I've ever said pastorally recorded and then all of it analyzed with a fine-tooth comb for You have error. an iPhone, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, yeah. <laughs> careful. So, I mean, I think I think it's helpful to, like, frame it in the context of, like, hey, look, number one, this is, this is I mean, obviously it's a hotbed issue because of what's happening cu- yeah. culturally, but in terms of, like, issues that could, that could, like, really hurt the church, things like egalitarianism, different views on mm-hmm. baptism, different views on a lot of those things, I would say are actually, like, in many ways, like, substantially greater issues mm-hmm. because the text gives us direction on that mm-hmm. stuff. So I, I would say like, let's die on the right hills and yeah. then like care for this guy. And yeah, yeah help him. If, you know, if he, if he were to show up at our church, I want to sit down with him and talk mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. But again, like in one sense, like leave him to the care of his elders in that regard mm-hmm. and just trust that they're going to do that. The man's got a faithful ministry. He loves yeah. Christ. He's preached the word, uh, like torching him for a, yeah. for a misstep pastorally seems a little bit heavy handed. Yeah. Like what is it? James three? Like we all stumble in many ways, you know? Yeah. That's like totally. that's all of us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see to, to speak well of him, you can see he's trying to guide someone through like a, a difficult issue. Yeah. You know, he's trying to say like, yeah, don't approve of them. Yeah, you know? totally. Like in his heart, he wouldn't want to approve of them. Totally. Yeah. He just thinks, you know, from what he sees, this is the best way forward. Yeah. We would say, okay, I think there might be other considerations you're not yeah. getting and you are sending mixed messaging and whatever. Yeah. But like, those are important issues. But yeah, compared to, man, I mean, yeah, we go back. All it, the other issues. A lot of theological, <laughs> like, huge chasms yeah. that are really important. Um, that we overlook. Not, and not to say this is not important, right? No, 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 of no it course is important. Not. But um, just to be consistent yeah. with it of like, okay, one is saying God is approving of, you know, this practice that the church does that's not founded in scripture. Yeah. And one is, hey, we're trying to do this and honor God and, and yeah. stumbling in it. And yet you know? be loving to people who are outside the church. Yeah. Like, how does that work best? Yeah. Like, so the, like really complex issues. Super yeah. hard. Yeah, that's super helpful. So. Well, I know this is a long uh, Bible slash chat. Kevin, thank you so much. You. I, I appreciate your wisdom in all this. Uh, obviously, very complex issue. Uh, this is not the final word on it, but if you have questions or other thoughts about it, feel free to contact us. Uh, you can always email us at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks so much, and I hope it's helpful for you. I know it's a complex topic. We love Ballister Big. We love those who are having a hard time with them as well, so we just want to be very cautious. Anyway, thanks so much, uh, and uh, feel free to email us.